This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Paul Parsons, who moved here from Fort Collins about four years ago full-time. He has a background in managing group dynamics and conflict resolution. He heads up Trails for All, a 501c3 here in the Valley, focused on trail maintenance, who are partners to the U.S. Forest Service, and that will be the topic of the day. Paul, welcome to the program. Thanks, Gary. It's great to be back. Now, we've talked several times before. You're a hiker, and it's December. Where would you hike now? In the wets, especially if it's uh, a couple of weeks after the last snowstorm, they're pretty well open, uh, at least up to a certain point. There's some great hikes over there. Oh, gosh, yeah. I uh, really didn't pay much attention to the wets until about a year ago, and now I'm discovering that it's a great place to be in the winter. Now, you hike year-round. How do you compare summer to winter hiking? Well, I actually love the winter even more than the summer because we get out on snowshoes often. We were out 43 times last winter, and it was a delight. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, you don't run into hardly any people. You see the wildlife better. It's so quiet. It's just wonderful. So what hikes are on your hit list for 2020? For those of us who are in the Gibson, Comanche, Venable, Horn rut, are there any hidden gems that are not too far from town? Oh, yes, but... um, You're not going to tell us, right? Well, (laughs) Music Pass is wonderful, and getting up there to the Overlook and then over to Upper Sand Lake and Lower Sand Lake and... That's just a whole new area to me. Got out in it this last summer, and I love it. So I'll be back there. And in addition to that, I think that we'll be wanting to, like, hike over the pass down to Crestone. Ah, So through the Venable Comanche Way. And I just love that territory and would love to do that uh, traverse. Now, you've been on Valley Views several times talking about trails, We wanted to have you back and see what was new, how things are progressing. So remind folks out in Radioland, what was the original catalyst for the Trails Initiative? Well, I'm glad you asked because we were invited, I mean, the public was invited to come alongside and see if there was a willingness and an eagerness for a trails organization. And so we began meeting in earnest in the winter of 2016-17, and became a formal organization in spring of 2017, got incorporated, became a 501c3, and really in the last 12 months, we've become really a, a good, hard-working, volunteer, grassroots organization that spends a lot of its time out in the outdoors. How many folks do you count among your members? Well, we have a lot of people on an, a mailing list that have shown interest, but in terms of actual boots on the ground, probably about 30 to 35 people. That's a good number. Mm-hmm. So what appealed to you about the initial Trails Initiative when it first started, and how did you come to say, yeah, I'd like to try to head this up? Actually, I think the thing that drew me more than anything else was recognition that um, Most of our federal agencies that have care over the uh, wilderness, especially National Park Service and National Forest, the United States Forest Service, really are so underpeopled, understaffed, that there's need for volunteers. And that immediately drew me. I thought, this is a way 
I can give back because I'm really grateful that these lands have been set aside. So the care and maintenance of trails and the helping of the United States Forest Service became paramount to me. And is Jeff your local contact into the Forest Service? Jeff Uthier is our local contact, and he's a wonder. I mean, the man knows just about everything there is to be known after almost 20 years here now and working in these mountains. And growing up over in Beulah, he really knows the wets and the sangres quite well. So he's been a teacher to us uh, about a lot of things, like courtesy on trails and and what uh, ability and reach of the Forest Service is to maintaining wilderness and, and how difficult that is when you don't have any enforcement capabilities most of the time because there's only one of you, Jeff Uthier. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure he appreciates the uh, extra hands. <laughs> yeah, we're not, of course, in the enforcement realm ourselves, but boy, uh, we love being his eyes and ears. Trails for All. Do you have a mission statement or a set of guiding principles? We do. Really, we have two primary purposes. Uh, one of them is care and maintenance of trails. Uh, we're doing a lot. We did a lot this summer actually out on trails, keeping them open, daylighting them, clearing them out, making sure horses and people can get up to the lakes. And the second of our great purposes is really education. We love uh, helping people become more acquainted with, uh, better trained, uh, to stay safer and enjoy the wilderness far more. You've been at this a few years. What's been the most surprising thing about the effort to date? Gosh, that's a great question. I think that part of the surprise for me is how many people flood certain drainages and are wearing them out. Hmm. The South Colony drainage is uh, beset by thousands and thousands of mostly 14 uh, yeah, fourteeners, the And the creek itself is dangerously not muddied but polluted. There's no more firewood that people can gather to be able to make a fire up there, and yet the people keep flooding in. And it's a dilemma. I had no idea that the 1964 Wilderness Act, which defines what wilderness is, can't really be sustained at the level of of, uh, staffing that the federal budget allows for. (laughs) And so wilderness character is breaking down. And uh, I'm still stunned by the fact that, you know, we're kind of reaching a uh, danger point, and uh, I'm not sure what the solutions are. As we record this, we're heading into the winter, which is sort of a slow time, but I suspect you've got some workshops or things planned in the spring. Is there any visibility of what that might yield? Yeah, there sure is. We, we really have about eight different projects we're working on this winter, and one of them is workshops. And at this point, it looks like possibly Tom Dimler, uh, maybe John Carroll, several people may be involved in the teaching of A or several workshops that help train people for, say, winter activities out of doors, winter driving, that sort of thing. But we also are hoping to have a kind of a coffee with, our, with Jeff after he's done with certain duties this winter maybe in March, maybe in April, Mm -hmm. uh, where we would invite the community to come and just spend an evening. He tells stories better than almost anybody. And also, he teaches courtesy on trails about who has the right-of-way. So we're looking forward to workshops for sure. 
on the initial trails initiative, when you had the initial meeting, mm-hmm. uh, all the players were there. You had horse people, you had hikers, you had ATVers. Are they all still involved uh, at some level? There is communication that happens at various points, but the truth is, is that uh, apart from a handful of equestrian handlers, um, people with mules, donkeys, and horses, we haven't had a tremendous collaboration with folks on horses, and that really, uh, I consider our failure as Trails for All. We mm-hmm. really need to be in uh, conversation with our great horse people way more than we've been doing. And I'm hoping that we can do something about that in the coming year. So the welcome mats out if, yeah, uh, if yeah. there's interest. In. How about, yeah. how about uh, motorized folks, uh, ATVers? Well, uh, we have a number of people who uh, attend our meetings who do have ATVs, and they're uh, really interested in whatever happens. But we don't have a group that's really operating right now, as far as I am aware of uh, like somebody who would speak on behalf of ATVers. So it's not like we have another organization that we're working with. We have had good conversations with the snowmobilers. Uh, they just do an amazing job up in the wet mountains. Yes. And, uh, and so since we're not on those trails hiking at the same time, mostly what we get is information about the good job they're doing and also an openness uh, from them that we would get people out on some of those pathways that they've created up there. Uh, But uh, mountain biking is the most interesting one because obviously it's a big deal in Fremont and Chaffee counties, but there are very few trails here that are really made for or really um, accessible to mountain biking. And so there's a need to be able to develop some and we just don't have the right champion who would come forth and say, I really want to take this and make this happen. Mm-hmm. If you compare local trails with, say, the single track trails in Jefferson County, where I used to live, that was a great place for mountain biking. So there's a, there's a, there's a distance to go to get there, but the potential is certainly here. Oh, gosh, yes. And really in these hills up and around uh, Sil- Silvercliff, where the mines used to be, there's a, a lot of opportunity up there, as well as the possibility, and this is just a question we have, of BLM land that would take, if, if uh, we were permitted to be able to mark some trails there, where people could go and ride for all the way from almost Canyon City uh, to Silvercliff. Mm-hmm. Looking at the rainbow and thinking about my, mountain bikes, that is a challenge, at least at my skill level. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. I, I Everybody know. I know that rides mountain bikes that's tried the Rainbow mm-hmm. Trail has said, whoa, that's just not really doable. It's, it's very tough. Uh, switching gears a bit, how has your background in group dynamics and organizational development played out in this job? Well, that's a great question. I had a, a person who works in the midst of uh, Canyon City, She came to one of our gatherings and sought me out and said, you know, we've got quite a controversy going, a conflict between the mountain bikers and uh, the horse people in Canyon City, and I'm wondering if I could sit and talk with you. And so we did. And a lot of what I've learned about conflict management and how do you build a coalition of people who really have different interests, it really came to bear in that conversation. And 
I'm not sure how they're doing right now, but I know that they were looking and working towards reconciliation and cooperation, and, and hopefully that's happening at a better level right now than it was. But there's been some around here as well, conversations with people who are in the ranching um, uh, profession uh, and just wondering what's possible in terms of cooperating and really learning a, a lot more about how there's probably only a limited ability of, of all of us being on the same page mm -hmm. about certain things. And so what we in Trails for All are, are seeking to do is to make sure that in everything we are respectful, that we in no kind of way seek to damage or change people in the area of agriculture, change their way of life, but rather to support their way of life and to work around it so that we're not causing problems for the people who have been here a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, given the vast area you cover and the many miles of trails, you can always use some help. How could someone get in touch if they thought they might be interested or just wanted to find out more? Oh, gosh. Well, we would love help on so many different levels. And one would be um, if you have a suggestion, go on our website and under contact us, send us a message. Uh, you can call me uh, at 512-550-4890 or email me at pparsons60 at gmail.com. But we, um, we long to have people support for SEEK, this uh, Sangre de Cristo uh, educational seminar or workshop that was created for kids last summer. Mm -hmm. uh, we're hoping it's going to be even bigger this year. Tom and Taryn Dimler would be the contact people. Drop into all the range and go see Tom and tell him you'd really like to help out for SEEK sometime in the month of June, it looks like. And we would love to have your donations uh, through the Spirit Campaign, if possible, to be able to support us in uh, the work we're doing in trails maintenance. If you wanted to be part of a trail maintenance crew, that is, even just going out one time next summer, uh, please get in contact with us through my email, pparson60 at gmail.com, or you might call us by telephone or leave us a message on our website, which is trailsforall.co, and just tell us, I, I really want to be involved in, or learn more about trails maintenance. We need more volunteers because we, we, uh, we worked our 26 volunteers this summer that did, <laughs> did trails pretty hard. Paul, I, we're, we've run through the time. I appreciate you uh, coming by and telling us what's new. Thanks so much for um, having this interview today, Gary. Uh, we so appreciate what you do to help us stay informed about what's happening in our valley. So thanks. Great. Thanks for coming by. And let's set another interview March-April to, to set the next season. That would be wonderful. Thank you. All right. We've been visiting with Paul Parsons, who's head of uh, Trails for All, a 501c3 here, focused on trail maintenance in partnership with the U.S. Forest Service. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. 
Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 